I did it again. I was like, am I live? Did y'all hear me talking? Let me get my mic here. Did y'all hear me talking, you guys? <laughs> I'm like, am I live? There's a setting that I keep forgetting to click when I'm um, uh, setting up my streams without my son. And yes, he told me what to do. And I'm sure he's probably fussing at me right now because he sees when I come on here and he's checking to see if I, um, you know, if I, if I can follow instructions, <laughs> if I can follow instructions and, um, uh, clearly not because I forgot to, uh, click that little button and I was just automatically live and didn't even know you guys, um, didn't even know I, you know, anyway, glory to God. We here. Okay. We are here. And I uh, want to welcome you guys, if you're coming in uh, from YouTube, if you found uh, found us by way of Facebook or Instagram, welcome to you. Thank you so much for joining us uh, here on Divinity Life. Uh, this is um, our Wednesday night Bible study, Ruach, and um, I, um, I, um, am going to be talking about tonight or we are going to be talking about tonight uh the different types of love so we're going to be examining the different types of love uh here tonight and um so yeah get yourself comfortable in all of that um we're going to be uh digging into the word tonight uh concerning this amen and this is probably something that you have um maybe you're, you're already aware of, you know, but it'll be a refresher for you then, you know, if you've already studied like the different types of love, typically there are four uh, different types 
of love. Um, I'm trying to see how I can see my comments. One second. Okay, let me just look it up up here because I'm like lost. I have another... Uh, my laptop is over here. My uh, desktop is here. So if you see me over looking over here, I'm trying to find... Um, I'm trying to uh, manage the stream, which is normally my son's job. <laughs> uh, so, you know, if, if this doesn't go well, just just pray for me, okay? Just pray for me. For those of you who don't know me, hello, hi, welcome. I am your sister, Shelly, also known as uh, Shelly <laughs> or Prophet Shelly. Uh, welcome, welcome to you. And... Um, Okay, here we go. Okay, it says I'm live and I gotta mute myself. I remember he said to do that and I want to see. Okay. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I can see you. I can see it now. Okay, Sister Angel is here. Hello. Hi, Sister Angel. Let me see if I can get these on the screen. One second, guys, because he told me. Let's see. I'm trying to get the, the chat here. Meanwhile, um, hello. <laughs> Meanwhile, hello. Hi. <laughs> um, welcome. Sister Angel is here. She says, hello. I just now jumped on, but all I heard was the music. Okay. Can you hear me now, Sister Angel? Because I think I did everything right. I think. I hope so. And it's kind of dark in here. That's a little better. Let me know if you can hear me. She said yes. Okay. Okay. Great. Great, 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 great. Um, I'm going to try to... Uh, What did he do with that chat box? He said, all I have to do is add the source. And I'm like, okay. And he already set it up. I don't know. Okay, so here we go again. I, I don't know. Um, I don't see what he's talking about. So, anyway. I'll be checking your comments over here on the laptop. <laughs> but they won't be they won't be on the screen. Um, I like it when it's on the screen because it, it, it allows you to see, you know, your own comments and... You know, it just, uh, it, it's, it's more fun, okay? It's fun. <laughs> it's more fun. Um, and, you know, it promotes engagement, glory to God, and participation, which is what we love. Um, participation. Amen. So, um, feel free to comment. Please comment, participate, um, like, share, subscribe. You know, we got to say that every time because sometimes people forget, you know what I mean? It's not that you don't know. It's just that sometimes we forget. We just get to watching and just get to get to listening and then we forget, you know? So, yeah, um, I'm going to top up this a little bit because my makeup was cute, but I started sweating. Hey, vlogish, vlogish. Just say vlogish. She's vlogish. Look, look, I'm sweating, y'all. 
Should we turn this into a makeup tutorial talk? I don't know. <laughs> a makeup uh, get ready with me talk. Get ready with me again for the second time in the day. Anyway, <laughs> welcome. Uh, I love you guys so much, and I just like to have fun. Um, so don't mind me. We are uh, <clears throat> going to jump into the word here, and we're going to open with a word of prayer. And uh, we're going to be talking about the four types of love, the four types of love. I've seen places <clears throat> or um, read where there are actually seven, but we're going to just go with the four today, okay? We're going to go with the four today that we know are in the Bible, okay? <laughs> uh, four types of love. So, um yeah, make sure that you get a pen, get a pad, get your Bible, because these are rooted in the Bible. It's not just something, you know, that we're, that, um, we're making up. Hmm. Y'all ever, like, put your lipstick on or your lip gloss or whatever, and you get, like, those little stringy, uh, things? What are those called? I don't know. It's, it's not your skin from your lips. It's. I don't know what that is, but it's so annoying. It, it really bothers me. Mm -hmm. Anyway, <laughs> you guys, today is very casual. We've changed our little setup, flipped it um, so we could get some more light. My son did not like that setup. I did, but he doesn't like that setup. So, um, we, you know, we're just trying to make everybody happy here because he has to help me. And um, I kind of... Uh, try to gauge what uh you guys might think based on what he thinks um being that he is uh a viewer amen he's a viewer as well so uh try to take his advice there um so yeah so let's let's see i feel discombobulated over here i'm used to being over there okay all right let's pray Let's pray because I need to pray. Hallelujah. I need to pray and help me through this. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much, Lord. Father, we love you. We just thank you, Father God. And uh, we thank you, Lord, for uh, each and every person that you have drawn to hear uh, this teaching tonight, Lord, that you will draw by way of replay. And Father God, we just thank you for your Holy Spirit that is here to teach that you, Lord, are the master teacher. You're the master rabbi. And um, we need your Holy Spirit to breathe upon this teaching tonight, Father, that you will bring out uh, the revelation, that you will bring out uh, the truth, that you will bring out the, the perspective and the right perspective and the right perception uh, uh as pertaining to the kingdom, how we should view love, how we should view love, Father. Oh, God, we thank you, Father, for your love, your agape love uh, that encompasses all love. And so we just we just magnify you and we honor you and we give you the glory and the praise in advance for what you're going to say and do here tonight. And, Father, I just ask that you take over my mouth, that you guide my tongue, and uh, that you would uh, direct us tonight, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, let souls, Father God, come out of darkness and let, let every mind be illuminated by the light of your word, the light of your truth, Father. Let every blinded eye come open and every deaf ear come unstopped. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray, Father. We thank you. We love you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so I feel like a little girl when I talk to my daddy. Anyway, um, 
Hope you guys enjoyed uh, yesterday, Tuesday morning. Uh, Tuesday morning, yesterday, that was yesterday. This week seems to be flying by faster than I can calculate, but I, I thought it, today was already Thursday, but today is Wednesday. Um, but yeah, <laughs> we are, uh, it's Wednesday. Anyway, yesterday was Tuesday, uh, how to slay, <coughs> how to slay in prayer. And y'all, I just got to say this. Um, sometimes when I'm teaching, um, the prophet in me, okay, the prophet in me is tearing down things, tearing down things, right? Tearing down the wrong foundation, tearing down uh, religious spirits, tearing down, uh, you know, the antichrist uh, spirit and all of that. Everything that looks like Christ, that, but is not Christ. Everything that looks like the truth, but is not the truth. Everything that is mimicking and copy pasting uh, the kingdom to pass it off, but it's a fake. It's a fraud. It's a, it's a scam. It's a knockoff. Okay. Um, God does not want us uh, walking in that. Amen. God doesn't want us to just follow in the steps of the majority, just follow, you know, be a bandwagon saying, and just do what everybody is doing. Uh, for the sake of Christianity, in the name of Christianity, or in the name of religion, or whatever, you know, you choose to call it. Um, he wants us to be informed. He wants us to be um, aware. He wants us to look well to um, our steps, look well to, uh, to to the way in which we're going, the way which we're walking. Um, you know, um, he doesn't want us to uh, be typical. I, I, that's the word that, it sounds kind of rude, but some of us, you know, uh, oh God help me, Jesus. You see, if there are prophets out there that listen to this, please tell me you understand. Sometimes, you know, I, when I say things, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm really not trying to be rude. It's just the first thing that comes to, that, that that comes to my mind that helps to explain what I'm trying to express, um, perhaps from my past experience, where I came from, etc. I came out of the gutter, you guys. I don't have the best, uh, you know, A1 vocabulary, and I'm not all that, all that, um, all that eloquent, okay? Um, so, you know, I just say it like it is. Um, so, some of us can be very typical. Um, we can be very um, naive. There's the word. We can be uh, very naive, and we just we we just follow along with what we think is good and what we think is right, right? But the Bible says that every man's way <clears throat> is right in his own eyes, and there's a difference between good and God. Amen. The devil will always give you something good or show you something good. Uh, you know, because he transforms himself into an angel of light. So it's always going to look good. It's going to sound good. It's going to feel good. Right. But is it God? Right. Is is it coming from the word of God? Is it one of God's uh, commandments? Is it one of God's laws? Is it, you know, is it coming out of this book of the law? Uh, with, if, the, if, if we look in the book, if we look in the book, if we look in the book and the book says no, <laughs> you know, the book does not agree, then we need to reject it. We need to reject it. Amen. And so, um, I'm saying this because, um, you know, 
I lost a couple of people. When I lose people, it bothers me. I, I, I will say that. It's, it's the absolute truth. It bothers me. And I'm like, Lord, why did I do something wrong? Did I say something wrong? Was I too rude? Was, you know, was I rude, you know, or was I too direct? Was I, you know, this and that. And God, you know, um, God wants us to be, to be ourselves, but he wants us to take on the nature of Christ. And I believe that Jesus, um, well, I know that Jesus, when it came to religious people uh, and the Pharisees and such, <clears throat> he was rude. You know, he was just straight up rude. And he didn't really care how rude he was. He cared more about getting his point across. Amen. And so, you know, um, I, I, I'm saying this because, you know, uh, if I lose people, that's okay. You know, the Lord gave, brought me to that realization. It's okay, Shelly. You know, you, you can't please everybody. Um, I may lose some people. I believe that, you know, when I, when I started this, uh, this YouTube channel, I know when I started this YouTube channel, I was talking a, a lot about God. I was, uh, preaching messages on here and things like that. But then, you know, I started doing like hair, doing makeup, doing just typical YouTube videos because I wanted to have fun as a woman. You know, I wanted to share the things that I love doing as a woman. As you can clearly see today, it looks like I don't even know how to do my makeup and hair anymore, you know, <laughs> but I'm a bit rusty, you know what I'm saying? Um, because my priorities have shifted. My priorities have changed. And I think maybe perhaps I lost some people because, you know, they were like, well, you're not doing, um, what we came to see anymore. So <clears throat> deuces, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, I, I'm being, I, I might come across too harsh or too rude. If I am, please tell me, you know, it's okay to tell me, you know what I'm saying? It's okay to say, Shelly, that was a bit much. That was too much. You know what I'm saying? Or that was, that hurt, you know, or something like that. That way I can kind of gay, I can take it back to the Lord and, you know, and then he can be, you know what I'm saying? Give me some perspective because I love people and I, and I love everyone and I love all of you. I don't want you to ever feel like, um, you know, I am mean, you know what I'm saying? Um, or I am pushy or I'm arrogant or anything like that. Um, I just, I, I just don't want us to be typical. I, I don't want us to be typical y'all, you know, um, those that have drawn, have been drawn here by the spirit of God and that follow, uh, you know, follow me. Um, I don't want us to be typical, you know, a lot of us, um, Jesus, I just, here it goes again. We are more typical than we think, okay? We're more typical than we think. Um, you know, we say we're not typical, but we're about as typical as they come, child. And so, you know, sometimes we just can't see ourselves, you know? Um, and we don't want to be like that because because when we, when we uh, are, uh, we fall for anything. We fall for pretty much anything. Um, it, it, see, typical is a spirit. I, I, I really think it's a spirit. I think it's a, it's a, it's a spirit and it's, and it's, I think it has to do with being naive and, um, you know, somewhat un, unlearned in things to where, you know, again, we just go with what is right. But God is bringing us back to his word. He's bringing us back to the truth. And I pray, this is my prayer uh, for me and everyone else, is that we really, really, really dig into this word like never before. That's why I'm here tonight for Bible study, forensic Bible study. 
Um, but I just wanted to say that I, I really want everyone to know um, that I really, really, really love you. I love you. I love you with the love of God. I love you with the love of Jesus. Um, I'm not trying to hurt or offend anyone. Um, you know, I am just, I, I'm truly here to help. And, um, you know, if, you know, if, um, you know, if I can, if I can, I'm truly, truly here to help. So that's all. I just had that kind of on my mind and I was like, you know, tussling with it. And the Lord started giving me peace about it, but I just, I, I feel like, you know, communication is key and I don't want to be talking to y'all and something isn't bothering me and I'm not saying anything about it. <clears throat> and I don't want you guys to, you know, to do that either. If something's bothering you, please bring it to me, talk to me, let's, you know, let's talk it out, let's, let's figure it out. You know what I mean? Um, that's what family is all about. Kingdom family. That's what we're all about. Amen. So, Yeah. Was I rambling? I'm sorry. I love you. Anyway, um, did I say I love you? Yes, I did. Okay. Um, so yeah, let's get started here with the with the Bible study. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably laughing at me like, girl, you're a fool. <laughs> um, all right. Four types of love, right? The four types of love. I did a uh, stream. Oh, I wanted to say uh, yesterday. Uh, I want to thank. Uh, those of you who uh, responded, uh, those of you who emailed me, um, those of you who sold seed, I, you know, I was like, Lord, I, I, I think it was a good, it was something that we need. And I noticed that um, people, people, uh, my most watched um, teachings are when I talk about, um, you know, things that are kind of controversial, you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't want to be controversial. Why is this? You is is this an intro running? What is going on over here? Did I click something? March. This is my stream. Yes. Is it just that much delayed? What happened? You guys. But over here it says two people watching. But uh, it, it, my my um, my banners are running again on my uh, in my uh, studio. I don't understand. Can you hear me? Oh dear. Okay, I hope this comes out right. If not, I'll have to re-record it. But I was saying that, um, I was saying, <laughs> Jesus, help me, Lord. I was saying that um, uh, it seems like my most watched videos are when I talk about controversial topics or, you know, uh, you know, kind of uh, dig into things. Um, that people aren't typically talking about um i because people seem to like when i talk about money and, and when i talk about sex and when i talk about you know controversial spiritual things like what we talked about yesterday um um it doesn't mean that i'm gonna do more videos on those things because of it's what people like i move as i'm led by the spirit of god but 
um, I want to thank you guys for uh, your feedback, you know, giving me your feedback and um, people uh, who emailed and people who um, responded in the comments and things like that. Angel says, yes, we can hear. Thank you, sis. Um, and things like that. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for those who, uh, who sowed seed and, you know, all of that. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. Um, and I pray that God blesses you uh, a hundredfold, blesses you a hundredfold. It makes you a thousand times more in Jesus' name. Um, so, yeah, these kinds of things, they really, really uh, reach my heart. And so I just wanted to express that as well. Okay, now that I've been all emotional with y'all, let's get to the word. <laughs> let's get to the word. Four types of love. So Sunday we were talking about kingdom love, right? And uh, we're talking here about the four different types of love. Um, and I am, uh, I, I, I found, uh, a commentary on this that, you know, comes out of, uh, comes out of the Bible, uh, a, a really good commentary on this. And I wanted to share from this. Um, I preached a message, uh, on this last year. I don't know if you can see the screen behind me, but that is the message. Uh, and you know, at the last minute, you know, I remembered, I was like, oh yeah, I preached about this already. I had, I had totally forgot, but, um, uh, um, I'm going to post that message as well because that it was, it was really, really, uh, it was really good and. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can, uh, if I can do it again, but I'm going to try. Um, so, um, the different, the four types of love. Okay. So write these down. Okay. Uh, these are Greek words. Uh, the, there are four, uh, loves that came, um, um, excuse me, uh, four Greek words, uh, that are, um, defining what love is can mean what love can mean um and uh this if you don't know it there was a, a man named c.s lewis who wrote a book about this in 1960 and um so uh you know he's breaking this down and things like that but this commentary is actually coming from bible study tools um so the first one is called storge storge s-t-o R-G-E, Storge, S-T-O-R-G-E, uh, Storge, love, it is <coughs> familial love, familial, F-A-M-I-L-I-A-L, familial affection, uh, in other words, it, it's the type of care that exists between family members, friends, companions, and such, um, it, it goes beyond in... <coughs> excuse me, beyond initial infatuation or attraction, it's deeper than that. It's built on a familiarity between people and the emphasis of Storge is on devotion, devotion or loyalty and uh, intimacy that develops over time. So again, this is a familial love. This is, you know, uh, your love for your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, your friends, your, your colleagues, your companions, <coughs> and so on. Um, 
real life examples it says here okay i just said that basically but real life examples says it includes parents uh love towards children uh, siblings spouses and sometimes very close relationships but it's not a, a, a it's not a sexual love it, I know it says spouses but it's not a sexual love it is just a family type love um, uh, and one of the Ten Commandments shows what storge love can look like in Exodus 20 and 12 where it says honor your father and mother so that you may <coughs> excuse me so that your days may live may be long in the land that your God uh, the Lord your God has given to you. So uh, there that is, Storche, Storche love. Um, and then we have the second one, which is, uh, and we're, I'm going to talk about these, you know, a little more, but I'm just listing, listing them for you first. Um, phileo love, P-H-I-L-E-O, P-H-I-L-E-O, phileo love. Phileo love is uh, friendship. It is friendship. Um um mm -hmm. yeah friendship uh it says it most often describes a relationship between people one of the one of generous warmth for another generous warmth for another so it's very uh, very similar to familial love or storage love um but in a broader sense it can apply also uh to churches and cities so it's it's more of a friendly love uh, it, it, it's less intimate, if you will. It's less intimate. Uh, just a basic relationship between, <coughs> between people or between friends or a place even that you, you know, like a lot. Amen. That you really, really like a lot to you, to the point where you, it makes you say that you love it. Right. Uh, the basis of this common bond is shared beliefs, values, or interest, shared beliefs, values, or interests. So, um, you know, what, what do you have in common with this person or with this place? Amen. That is the thing that bonds you together and forms this type of friendship or friendly, uh, uh, bond that becomes love. Amen. Um, it, it says an image that comes to mind as an example of this is good friends who look out for each other good friends who look out for each other but many churches and towns have what they call sister congregations or cities okay so again this is coming from a biblical context so um uh sister congregations sister you know or things like that i would say like you know in a, in a church setting or you know in a ministry setting um the fact that, you know, you call me Sister Shelley, you know what I'm saying? Or I call you Sister Sister Angel, etc. You know, uh, it is that type of love. It is phileo. It is friendship. Friendship. Uh, brotherly love, if you will. So if we look here at, at the scripture, I can give you Romans um, chapter 12, verse 10, where it says, um, uh, be devoted. I, I don't know what, what translation is that. Am I in the right translation? Let me look it up real quick and my own translation here Romans what I say Romans 12 verse 10 yeah be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love in honor preferring one another preferring one another so we see uh, preferring one another um, um, 
this is uh this is uh similar to what we were talking about uh yesterday when we said or was it yesterday or sunday when we were talking about <coughs> um that the how the bible says we should we should esteem others better than ourselves right esteeming others better than ourselves so um putting others uh first amen um not to the point where you know you are you become um uh, what would you call that? You know, some people kind of, some people, um, I can't even think of the word right now, but, um, it, it's, I, I'm very much that kind of person. And it's something that I basically have to, had to outgrow, uh, is when you put yourself on the line for other people, uh, to the point where you, um, you don't have anything yourself. You don't have anything for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Um, you give to a fault. You love to a fault. You um, you take on uh, other people's uh, pain, other people's emotions to the point that you start living that out um, as if it was you. Amen. Um, which can be a good thing to a certain extent, uh, you know, but you don't want to, uh, you know, it's not wise to put yourself out. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Um, put your put yourself in jeopardy or put your family in jeopardy. You know to do to help other people. Um, you know, i.e., you know, somebody needs five hundred dollars. You give them five hundred dollars, and then you know it comes time for your electric bill to be paid, and you don't have the money, or your car note, you don't have the money, etc. Um, and you are struggling you know what i'm saying so that kind of thing i think they call it an empath whereas you know you you actually take on other people's pain and other people's um uh circumstances as if they're your own um so yeah but it says be kind right be kind be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love in honor in honor in honor so it means that i honor you enough to prefer you uh, uh um um above myself when it says preferring one another um what that means is it's unselfish it's an unselfish love it doesn't mean you know me first you ever uh had a friend where i, I think i used to be this kind of person too but i don't talk on the phone i i when was the last time i had a phone conversation goodness it was a month ago when I talked to my dad no my brother I don't talk on the phone guys <laughs> you know um but have you ever had um you know the type of uh, friend that whenever you uh talk to them um you're telling them about you you know something you're dealing with or something you're going through or whatever your situation they ask you you know well how are you doing or whatever and you just get give them the spill you know about what you're dealing with and then all of a sudden they start talking about themselves like they start talking um you know everything you say they have a you know what I'm saying? They have a, a counter to it and they're going to give you, you know, their story, uh, their life story. And they'll be talking for like 20 minutes, you know what I'm saying? So, oh girl, me too. And blah, 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 blah. And it's always about them. It's always about them. Everything you say to them, they turn it into a conversation about them. <sighs> thank God for deliverance. Just say thank God for deliverance if that has ever been you. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, that's that's the kind of thing we're talking about there. So preferring one another is when you 
um, actually mature enough to where you can um, take a back seat, basically. Take a back seat, okay? Uh, Hebrews 13 <coughs> Hebrews 13 and 1, it says, Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. I love to look this up in the King James. It doesn't seem like they're using it. So let me see. Hebrews 13. Okay, basically says, let brotherly love continue. <coughs> in the King James Version, let brotherly love continue. Um, so yeah, there we go. Okay, so the next type of love is eros, E-R-O-S, E-R-O-S, love, which is passion, 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 amen? So um, this is the kind of affection, it says this kind of affection is meant to describe a healthy, okay? Somebody's just say healthy, okay? Now this is the kind we like to talk about right here, so you know. God, it's okay if you if you just got excited. It's all right. This kind of affection is meant to describe a healthy, okay? It's not an infatuation. It's not lust, okay? It is a healthy, <coughs> sensu sensual love between husband and wife, between husband and wife. Romance and physical attraction play a part in it. Yes, I said romance, girl. I said romance. Romance and physical attraction play a part in it. God gave us this kind of desire with the clear instruction to express it only within the bonds of marriage. Amen. Come on, let's say amen. Only within the bonds of marriage. Only within the bonds of marriage. Now, we talk about within the bonds of marriage, of course, you know, the devil going to be like, yeah, that's right. You know what I'm saying? Because he got a counterfeit and a copy for everything that God does. So therefore, he has people getting married that are not husband and wife, but husband and husband and wife and wife. You know, you get my meaning. So, 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 but no, 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 no. Uh, it's a healthy, anything that the enemy puts together that God does not put together, Right. It is unhealthy. It is unhealthy. How do we know it's unhealthy? Because people get caught up with the, you know, with the fact that, oh, you, you calling us this and you saying this and you saying, you saying it's unhealthy. Yes. How, but I can prove that it's unhealthy. Just watch your life. As they say in Africa, see your life or see your life or, you know what I'm saying? If you look and examine the outcome of the situation after you did it, you know, what does the outcome say? What does the outcome say? The fruit always tells what? The root. And the root can always point you to the fruit, right? So so it's unhealthy because um, it always ends up with, with either uh, some, somebody uh, sick, somebody mentally ill, somebody uh, 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 get a disease, somebody, um, you know, uh, steal, stole something, you know what I'm saying? Steal, kill, destroy. Something is always destroyed. Something is always sacrificed that, you know, that, that, that was not of God. It was not of God. So it was unhealthy. There's always a, an, an abnormality there. Um, you know, the kids come out confused, mixed up, and then they, you know what I'm saying? You know, listen, every time we get on a, uh, uh, on a, on a train running the wrong direction away from God, 
just expect a derailment. Just expect a train wreck because that's what it's going to be. It's it, it's going to look good for a while. It's going to look, you know, it's it's going to look fine for a while. Um, Sister Angel said, thank God for deliverance. Been there. Amen. Um, it, it's going to look fine for a while. That's how he gets you. You know, you get in that thing and you like, uh, ain't nothing wrong. You know, I'm, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Then, you know, six months later, I'm good. We good. A year later, we good. And then all of a sudden, bam, train wreck. You know what I'm saying? You run into a brick wall because it's hard to kick against the, the pricks. The Bible says that the way of the transgressor is hard. So it's going to get hard because God's going to make it hard. You are not going to make God out of a lie. You're not. <laughs> You're not. So, so, so there's that. So it says this kind of affection is meant to describe a healthy, sensual love between husband and wife. Romance and physical attraction play a part in it. God gave us this kind of desire. Yes, God gave us this kind of desire with the clear instruction to express it only within the bonds of marriage. Again, the spirit of the prophets are subject to the prophets. What does that mean? God says, I gave you a spirit, a soul, and a body, and I also expect you to steward them. I expect you to steward what I gave you. I gave you authority over your body. So, you know, I, I know, I know, I know, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, th this is how you can tell when it's unhealthy because it becomes lust and you start burning in that thing. You know what I'm saying? You start burning outside of the confi, outside of the bonds of marriage. You know, you single, you ain't got a husband nowhere in sight, but you're burning in lust, you know, and God expects us to control that. He does. You know, it, it, yes, it's hard, but Jesus, you know. What does the Bible say? You know, he, you know, he, uh, he was yet without sin, yet without sin, yet without sin. And he was our example. So we have to try. We, we, we really have to try our best. Amen. It says he was in all points tempted like we are. Hebrews 4.15 says I'm already in Hebrews. Let's go there. It says, for we have not a high priest <clears throat> which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted, just like we are, yet without sin, yet without sin. So he expects us to, uh, you know, to uh, steward that. Amen. And uh, we'll get back into that. We'll jump back into that in just a moment here. But the scripture for that is Song of Solomon, chapter 6, verse 3. It says, I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. <coughs> Excuse me. It's kind of hot in here. I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. Amen. So it is a, it is a, uh, it is a, a love, uh, uh, a romance kind of love. Amen. A romantic kind of love. Scripture clearly tells us that he cares about what we do with our bodies. Believers are cautioned to avoid showing Eros love to anyone but our spouse so that the choices we make honor God. Amen. So this is a real good commentary. I'm just kind of, you know, uh, reading along here. And um, 
the okay it also says more about this one it says flee from sexual immorality all other sins a person commits are outside the body but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body do you not know that your bodies are the temples of the holy ghost who is in you whom you have received from god you are not your own you were bought with a price therefore honor god with your body so it's 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 not a request it's a commandment it's a commandment it's an instruction from god first corinthians uh, that's first corinthians 6 18 through 20 okay um and then <clears throat> the last one is agape love which is actually the first one because all forms of love derive out of god's love agape love a-g-a-p-e um, love which means charity which we talked about last week um, or this week Sunday agape love is probably the most talked about of the four kinds of love It is the highest most complete form of affection God's love for us is the foundation it of this love it's the foundation of this love and Jesus gave us many lessons about and examples of agape a strong selfless and sacrificial love during his earthly ministry strong selfless sacrificial love the early church actually used the term to describe two separate activities they practiced one was a sacred rite with bread and wine similar to a eucharist today i'm not sure what that word means we'll have to look into that the other was a regular fellowship meal they had to which um, the local poor were invited. It says Jesus reminded his disciples over and over again that we are called to show this agape to God and to other people. To God and to other people, right? Um, whether they are friends or enemies. Whether they are friends or enemies. Amen. Um, so um, Matthew 22 37 to 39 it says jesus replied love the lord your god with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind this is the first and greatest commandment this is the first and greatest commandment and the second one is like is like it or likened to it or like it uh love your neighbor as yourself right and this is agape or charity um love your neighbor as yourself Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 to 46. <clears throat> it says, You have heard that it was said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be the children of your father in heaven. That you may be the children of your father in heaven. So what does that say? That you know, uh, we can't consider ourselves a child of God if we don't walk in this type of love agape love we have this this is is actually um how uh we are defined as children of god or disciples you know so um those who not only love our neighbor or love our friends but love our enemies love our enemies i know it's hard child i know it's hard it get hard sometimes uh, 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 uh. <laughs> that song is coming to my mind. <laughs> was I don't even remember the man is Sam Cook. That y'all remember that? Okay, never mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, um, 
<clears throat> okay. Are the four types, are the four types of love biblical? Yes, because we see in scripture here, um, uh, uh, first of all, the first type, storge, uh, Genesis chapter six, uh, Genesis chapter six, through nine is that the wrong scripture genesis i think it's genesis let me see genesis chapter six is it six through nine genesis chapter six verse nine yeah genesis chapter six i think in verse nine is what, what we're trying to say there um noah and his family Noah and his family. So the love that um, that Noah had for his family um, is is the is the example that is giving here for Storge, right? It says um, in the scripture there, Genesis six. It says, uh, I'll start at verse eight. It says, um, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and what does that word say? There it is. I can't escape it. No matter what scripture I go to, God trying to tell us something. He trying to tell y'all something because I got it. I get it. You know, but <laughs> he trying to tell y'all something, child. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God and Noah walked with God. So it says, and Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Amen. And um, the story goes on to talk about, um, you know, how God was, had made the decision, not was making, but had made the decision, okay, that this was the end for them, amen, and, 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 and he was about to destroy the earth. So, um, uh, apparently, the type of love, the type of man that Noah was, says he was a just man and perfect in his generations, that meant that he was a man who loved um, God and he loved his family. He walked with God. He loved his family. He had this thing in the right order. Amen. Uh, the right order is God first, your spouse, you know, and then your children. Amen. And then the church. Amen. Or God family church. Um, God family, um, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then friends or, or, or everybody else. Amen. So, um, he had this thing in the right order because it says that he was just, amen, that means that he was integral and he was also perfect or upright or blameless in all his generations and that he walked with God. That's the way that we end up, that, that we can be perfect is by walking with God, amen. Bible said the same thing about Job. So, um, so yeah. Um, and then Luke chapter 10 and John chapter 11, the siblings, uh, um, Mary, Martha and Lazarus of Bethany. Um, it talks about, um, I won't go to the script cause there's a lot of scriptures here that I'm about to just kind of throw out and I don't want to go into them cause you know, I'll get stuck cause I love the word like that. We'll be reading. Okay. Uh, but Luke 10 and John 11 is where you can find that. Uh, talking about the love between Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, who were all uh, siblings. Amen. Um, and if you remember um, how Mary and Martha, you know, how they felt when, when Lazarus died and how, you know, they were, they were upset with Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Because 
um, they they felt like he came late to the he showed up late to the party. Well, it wasn't a party, but you know he showed up late, <clears throat> and he wasn't late. Um, it, it was just that you know God it, God wanted to reveal His glory there in that situation. Um, God is never late. <laughs> He's never late. Um, but you know they uh, you can read about that there. They love their brothers so so much. Um, and imagine, you know, the joy when God, when Jesus resurrected Lazarus, uh, imagine the joy, just imagine the joy. So, um, you can, you know, liken that to your love for your, your brothers and sisters, your family as well. Um, then we have Phileo. We're, uh, we're looking at first Samuel chapter 18, the love between David and Jonathan, <coughs> excuse me, the love between David and Jonathan, which was a friendship a friendship love it was so, they were so close um the bible says that their souls were knitted together david's uh soul was knit or jonathan's soul was knit to the soul of david amen um so uh, friends can be so close um that you know it feels like family it feels like you know um you know i, I, I love you so much i'm not gonna you, you're not my friend i, I call you sister i call you brother etc and so, um, uh, yeah, David and Jonathan are good examples of that. Um, and then also, um, Acts chapter 16, uh, verse one to three. Um, and then Acts chapter 17, verse 14 to 15, we see Paul and Timothy, Paul and Timothy, Paul loved Timothy. Um, he called him his son in the faith, but, um, he was also a very, very, very close friend of Paul's. Um, and so, you know, they're, they, they had a very strong bond as well. Um, the next one is, uh, scriptures for arrows. I'm just get, giving you more scripture here. We're going to, we're going to talk a little bit more on arrows. Um, because I, I realize that this is a part, this is a, um, a problem, um, that, you know, this is an area rather that the devil has uh, per, uh, perverted so much that the he got the whole he has the whole world listen he has basically the whole world um, caught up in this uh, chasing this chasing arrows but you know not realizing it the difference between arrows and lust amen um, so Proverbs five eighteen to twenty. Um, part of a father's instruction to his son. We're talking about arrows here. Let's look at it. Proverbs 5, 18 through 20. <clears throat> Proverbs 5, 18 through 20. Forgive me if I sound a little tired. My voice is kind of... <clears throat> kind of... Um, feels a little bit weak today. Proverbs 5, verse 18. It says, let thy fountain, I'm in the King James. It says, let thy fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Right? Rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Let her be as the loving hind and pleasant roe. Let her breast satisfy thee at all times and be thou ravished always with her love. Um, it says, and will thou, my son, be ravished with a strange woman and embrace the bosom of a stranger? 
Yeah. For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. He pondereth all his goings. His own iniquities shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be holden with the cords of his sins. He shall die without instruction, and in the greatness of his folly or foolishness he shall go astray. This is the reason why the devil has perverted this this type of love, the, the arrows or the purest form uh, of romantic love um, is because of this. He knows that it leads to destruction. He knows that uh, lust, the perverted form, uh, his version of it leads leads straight to destruction. And people don't realize that because they get caught up right here, um, this is how we become um, uh you know, bound and wind up, wound up. You, you ever been in a bad relationship and you just kind of feel like you, you're literally tied up in it, right? You're literally bound up in it. Uh, it, it feels like you're trapped. Amen. It says that, um, his own iniquities shall take, shall take, uh, the wicked himself and he shall be holding with the cords of his sins and that's what's happening um, we're, we're being held with the cords of our own sins why because we approached romance without marriage we approached romance without marriage and um, I want to talk a little bit about how uh, we get in these situations you know um, how the enemy gets us in this situation um, You know, um, the, his entrance point, his entrance point, his entrance point, the, the way that he uh, injects us with lust in the first place or the way that, you know, because we, we're not born lustful. You know what I'm saying? We're born sinners, right? We were a whole bunch of little sinners running around. You know what I'm saying? When we was born because we were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. And since the fall of Adam, <clears throat> men have been born, you know, because the bloodline was corrupted, right? Uh, just go and check out my, my video on um, uh, called Triple X. I dig into the scriptures concerning that. And um, it's, it's, it's a really, really deep and, and good teaching if you haven't. Um, seeing that one is a really it's it's a real eye-opener um, but um, d during the uh, the sin of Eve and Adam right um, the bloodline was corrupted the bloodline was corrupted uh, the Bible says that Cain was of the wicked one. That means he was born of the wicked one, right? That means that the that that somehow the bloodline was corrupted. You no know, scripture we just read about Noah says he was a just man um, and and perfect in all his generations. His his bloodline was not corrupt. If you go back and read the gene genealogy there, you will see you know. Um, two different bloodlines. Amen. Uh, you, you see the bloodline of, of Cain and then the bloodline of, uh, not Abel, but Seth. Amen. Yeah. Seth. Um, because you know, Cain killed Abel, but then Eve had another son, uh, named and they named him Seth. So there's two bloodlines there. And, um, um, If you notice, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, when they when they uh, 
when they married, right? You, you see Abraham and Sarah, uh, there was a, an evil seed that was born and then there was a, um, a righteous seed that was born, right? Uh, one was born in sin and one was born in righteousness. So you see Ishmael was born in sin, born out of sin, right? Or born out of, uh, it, it, <laughs> I, you can't call it arrows, you know? You, you had to call it, you have to call it lust because uh, Sarah, not, not, not even Abraham, but Sarah, was the one who was lusting for the child in so much that she was like, look, just go into my maid, Hagar. You know what I'm saying? So the enemy actually used her, you know, to bring this seed into the earth. So we see that there, Ishmael and then Isaac. And and what did God say? God said, um, God said, um, um, Ishmael have I hated, but in Isaac shall thy seed be called. So Isaac was the promise. He was the son of promise. Then you see the same thing with um, Isaac and uh, Rebecca. Isaac and Rebecca was uh, Rebecca was Isaac's wife, right? Uh, and then Jacob was Rachel. Yeah. So Isaac and Rebecca, and you see the same thing there, right? Jacob and Esau, right? Esau was, or they use this hand. So I used it last time. Esau, you know, was the uh, was. Um, you could see that Esau was the weaker seed. When I use the word wicked, um, the root word of wicked is wick. It, it means weak. It means weak. If you've ever seen like a wicker chair or uh, a piece of wick, it's it's flimsy. It's weak. And so, um, when when the Bible is using the word wicked, it, it not it just it means weak. It means weak. Amen. Something that is not strong. Amen. Not righteous. If it's unrighteous, it's weak. If it's unrighteous, it's weak. Just think of it that way. And so you know, ish. Um, Esau, you know, um, we can see that, you know, he was of wicked seed, right? And then Jacob was the righteous seed. Esau, have I hated? Jacob, have I loved? Esau, have I hated? That's what God said. So there was something there that God did not, you know, he, he didn't take too kindly to when it came to Esau, to the fact, to the point where, um, he allowed Rebecca to deceive her husband, you know, and um, in switching, you know, switching the boys and um, uh, <clears throat> to get, you know, the blessing of Isaac to get Isaac to pass his blessing or his uh, posterity, if you will, or his inheritance onto Jacob instead of Esau. So you see what I'm saying? So, you know, there was a deception there, but God allowed it. God allowed it. So can't nobody tell me that God is not in control. And and, and somebody might say, well, well, why would God do such, such wickedness? You know, the devil want to say that. Well, the Bible says that God, crea God created the good and the evil. You know, uh, I, I, the Lord, do all these things. So God is saying, he's telling you plainly, look, I'm God. And in me, I am light. And in me, there's no darkness, no, not at all. So if God does something that we think, you know, is bad or evil, it becomes holy when it comes out of God, though. 
because his judgment is always just and righteous. He always has a righteous uh, judgment behind it. Amen. That's Isaiah. If anybody wants to know where that scripture is, I think it's Isaiah chapter 43 that I'm talking about. Isaiah, <clears throat> excuse me, chapter 43. Let's see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he said, he said, I, I, the Lord do all these things. Isaiah 45. Um, he, he does. He, he has mercy on those he want to have mercy on. He reigns on the just as well as the unjust. We would say that's wrong, you know, but God is just and he is, and he is righteous. Let's look at what it says. Isaiah 45, um, verse, uh, verse 5, it says, I am the Lord. There is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me. But that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. God is boasting on himself. I am the Lord and there is none else. He keeps saying it over and over. And this is what he says next. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. You see it? I make peace and create evil. That word evil there in that context means calamity. Does he not? Does he not? Why? For judgment's sake. For judgment's sake. For judgment's sake. To bring the unjust back to him. To bring the unrighteous to a place of repentance. Amen. He does use evil. In fact, that's why he kept the devil around. <laughs> he could have destroyed Lucifer. He didn't have to cast him into, out in, into the earth and give him a chance down here. He didn't have to do that. He's like, no, I'm going to use you for something. So, you know, um, that's why I said don't worry about them, you know, them people out there uh, too much. Pray for them. Pray for their salvation. But, but you know, listen. Every last one of us that God has a call on our life and a purpose on our life, he gives us a, he gives us a chance, a space to repent and he sends, you know, people our way. And if he has to give us a, a Damascus road experience, if he has to intervene, he will intervene, you know, uh, to make sure that we know, Hey, I, 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 you're not, your time is up. I'm, I'm calling you. Come here, come here, come here, you know? And he will use the enemy to bring you here if you won't come on your own. So there's that. All right. So, um, so, uh, uh, this love that the enemy, what the enemy does is, um, I was talking to you about, uh, I, um, Jacob and Esau. And then the next one was, um, um, Jacob and Rachel's kids, Jacob and Rachel's uh, kids, Joseph and, um, and his siblings. Amen. And we see how Joseph was, was the righteous seed there and what his siblings did. They threw him in a pit. They tried to kill him, you know, and, and all of that. Um, so now this is how the enemy does. This is how he gets us. This is how he gets us y'all. When 
we are born into the earth. We're born into sin and iniquity, right? We're already born with this, with this uh, desire in us um, that has not yet been molded. Amen. Everybody is born with desire. Desire is of God. Amen. Um, that, that's why it says it's a natural thing to desire or to uh, want, want a, uh, you know, to be loved. Amen. Um, so desire. We're born with a desire. What the enemy does is um, most of us, when we are young, if we are not carefully uh, watched and carefully nurtured and taken, taken care of, that just, you know, that, that just knocks about 90% uh, of us off the wagon right there, right? Because we were not, right? Um, th what the enemy does is he comes to us at, at a very young age, at a very early age, and he causes some type of affliction, some type of uh, pain, some type of wound, right? Uh, either we are abused or we are abandoned, orphaned, or we are uh, uh, molested or, you know, physically abused, emotionally abused, some kind of way. Something happens. Something happens that creates pain in us, right? Um, he attacks us at the soulish realm because that is where the enemy functions. That's where demons function is in, in the soulish realm. Demons cannot function through your spirit. They function through your soul. They function through your soul. What is that? Your mind, your will, and your emotions. They want to control your will. They want to drive your car. Amen. And so um, what, what they do is what the enemy does is he comes to you um, and it afflicts you in a way that brings you pain. And that pain is the pricking open of your soul. Your emotions start to erupt, you know, and, you know, and, and suddenly, you know what I'm saying, it's, especially at a young age, you don't know what to do with all of that. You really don't know what to do with all of that. And so, um, especially when it's something like molestation, you know, nowadays we see so much uh, child trafficking, sex trafficking, and, and so on and so forth. Um, when I was a child, I was sex trafficked, you know, and... You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's the truth. It, it I, I remember everything so vividly. It is it is um, it is a, a wound that takes years and years to heal without God. It takes years, and even when you come into the Lord, you know there's a process of healing that takes place. But you have to address that thing. You can't just leave it dormant. You can't just do like I did, shove it in the back of your mind and try to forget about it because it was a nightmare. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and most of my childhood was a nightmare. Um, but it, 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 what he does is he afflicts you right there and um, he pierce, he punctures your soul. And that creates an open door for him to come into you. Well, who actually opens the door all the way up is you. How do you do that? You do that because of pride. Yes, you do that because... Um, of lust. Yes. When we experience pain, especially from a loved one or someone that we, you know, we thought should love us, someone close to us, etc. Um, something rises up in us called pride that makes us, um, makes us, uh, want to 
respond, re, uh, re, get revenge, retaliate some kind of way, rebel, rebel. It, it makes us want to rebel, when, especially when we, when we find out that um, we're not protected. When we take this situation to someone or we tell our parents <clears throat> or we tell, you know, um, you know, what I'm saying a friend or whatever, and we are not protected. Just the fact that we weren't protected, that fear, you know, and that 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 torment, it induces pride. It induces pride and it makes us feel like, you know, well, nobody else loves me. So I, I got to take care of myself. Right. And out of that pride, yes, because the devil, listen, he, he is the father over all the children of pride. He's the father over all the children of pride because he is the root of pride. He is the root of pride. And so when he punctures your soul, he, and he leaves something there. He doesn't just, you know, walk away. He leaves something in you, his spirit called pride. He wants to put his spirit into you. So he injects you through that wound, opens your soul up and your emotions are all over the place. And he like, huh, gotcha. You know, and then, um, and then, uh, if, if you are not protected or no one helps you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, in my case, you know, I went to the closest person you know, I, you know, we're family. I'm just going to talk. I went to the, the closest person, you know, um, who was actually the person responsible for it. Okay. Who was at, just go watch my testimony. I'm not going to bring that out again right here, but my testimony is on my YouTube channel and it's on my website. Um, I went to the person closest to me. And I was not protected. I went there expecting protection, but I didn't find it. So now what happened is, um, and this is what happens with, with, with all of us. You feel like you have to protect yourself then. In comes pride. And then the fact that no, uh, no one acknowledges it. You know, no one is acknowledging what happened to you. Then, you know, rebellion comes in. Rebellion comes in. I just have to take care of myself. I'm going to run my own life now. You know what I mean? And so you rebel. You rebel against the people that you thought were supposed to protect you. You rebel against the people who say it's your fault. You rebel against the people who say, you know, uh, you know, it, it's no big deal. You know what I'm saying? You rebel. You rebel and, and, and then lust comes in, lust comes in, uh, pride opens the door for rebellion. Rebellion opens the door for lust. Why? Because rebellion says you deserve better than this. You deserve better than this. And then you, your desire for better, what you think that better is as a image, as an immature child. What you think that better is, you start, you start going after it. You start lusting for it. And especially when a person is molested, sexually molested, it births a lust in you. 
It perverts the, the natural desire that you have and turns it uh, into a lustful desire. Therefore, the very thing that violated you, you start to chase, you start to hunger for it. You start to chase after it. That's why you find yourself in um, sexual immorality. You find yourself in ungodly relationships. You find yourself being the roundaway girl. You find yourself dressing provocative, trying to push your breasts up in your top. You find yourself wearing makeup and, you know, and stuff at an early age. You find yourself doing things that you, you had no business doing, you know? So it, 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 it opens the door for this pro promiscuous, you know, behavior. Amen. And so, um, you have pride, rebellion, lust, if, and, and, and lust and rebellion, they play off of each other. If you can't get what you lust for, you rebel until you can get it. You just go take it for yourself. I.e., you run away from home. I.e., you rebel against your parents. You're sneaking out at night. You're sneaking off to the club or you're sneaking off to a party with your friends or you're, you know, you're sneaking around. You're sneaking around. You're sneaking around. In this day and age, it's so easy, you know what I'm saying? Just say, oh, well, I'm not who I, who I thought I was, <laughs> you know? Uh, I, no, I want to be a boy. I, I, I'm a girl, but I want to be a boy now, you know? And these perverse, uh, perverted desires, lustful desires come out of that, and you start going after those things. You start going after those things. And, and then you, you begin, when, when you go after those things, you start to find that, um, oh, wow, I can have, I can have everything I want because the devil has a whole table. Like I said <coughs> in that message, he literally prepares a table before you in the presence of your so-called enemies. Mm-hmm. As scripture says, God prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. He anoints our head with oil and prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Well, through that pain, through that affliction, the devil anoints your head with oil and prepares a table before you in the presence of your so-called enemies. The ones that didn't protect you or your family, whoever wouldn't give you what you want. And then at his table, you see everything you want. It's laid out there like Alice in Wonderland. And then you can just eat from whatever table you want. You can be a you can be a lesbian if you want to. You can be homosexual if you want to. You can be you know uh, you can you can uh, uh, you know uh, do orgies if you want to. You can watch porn. You can masturbate if you want to. You can dress. You can wear uh, mini skirts up your tail if you want to. You can go to strip clubs. You can get on the stripper pole. You can do whatever you want to do. And guess what? There's many of us. There's many of us. There's many of them out here like you. That's what the devil shows you. There's many of us. Look, look around. It's a party. Yeah, it's a party. So, the, and you're like, wow, you know, I can really have everything I want. He says, well, welcome to the party. You know, I'm your father now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so he perverts that love and it takes a long time to come back around to Eros, to pure romantic love. Even, you know, you, even after you become born again, that you have to be 
your mind literally has to be renewed in the word of God. You have to be delivered. You know, you have to be healed. Um, and your mind has to be renewed, renewed in the word of God, you know, and then your desires, you have to be purged. You have to be purged. You have to be pure, <coughs> purified in that word. So, you know what I'm saying? This is what brings transformation. This is what, what brings change. Now here, you know, today I can sit here and say, I don't, I don't have those desires anymore. I don't have those lusts anymore. I don't desire, I, I don't desire to, uh, to be with nobody. That, that's not my husband. I really don't have a desire to be with anybody at all right now. Cause I'm focused on ministry and I got my hands full, but I do want a husband, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, in due time, but you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 you know, now my desires are in order, <coughs> are in order are in order, but you're going to have to go through some deliverance. And I'm going to tell you something. Um, I don't care how old you get in the Lord. I don't care what your calling is. I don't care um, what your ministerial uh, office is, uh, you know, how often God used you, how anointed you are. I don't care about any of that. You need some deliverance on a regular basis. Yes, you do. You have to go through deliverance on a regular basis. And if you can't find nobody to deliver you whenever you think you need some deliverance, then you need to go through it yourself with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Just ask God to deliver you. I was riding down my car, uh, down the street in my car one night, and I had got, I, uh, got caught up in worship, and the Lord showed me trauma. And I was like, Lord, are you talking to me? Deliver me from trauma right now. And I started coughing up in my car right there on the spot. Start coughing it up, spitting stuff out the window. I want to tell you, this was just about, uh, this was just about uh, uh, two months ago. Now, this happened in January when I was giving God January, you know? So we can all, we always need deliverance. Don't ever get too big for your britches, child, and get too proud to think that you don't need no deliverance and you don't, you don't need healing. No, it's an ongoing process. The Bible says that we have been delivered. We are being delivered and we shall be delivered. It's a process. It's a process. So I wanted to open that up and show you guys that concerning, uh, Eros because, um, because of the way that the enemy has perverted this romantic type of love. And that is how he does it. That is, uh, that is almost always how he does it. He comes to you as a little child or early in your, you know, in your youth, um, because he wants you, you, he wants, he really wants you to, uh, know him before you can come to know God. He wants you to come to know him before you can come to know Jesus. He tried, he tried to get there first. So that's why almost all of us who've been through these situations, it happened to us when we were young. He gets you at an early age. Right now, he's going after children. In fact, you know, he don't he he attacking babies in the womb. So you see that? Um, and there's more on that message. I, I think I'll go ahead and share that message. Uh, I have a couple messages about that actually. Um but yeah, so uh, that scripture there in Proverbs, Proverbs um, chapter five um, is talking about arrows and it's uh, uh, verse 18. Mm, 
verse 18 through 20. Verse 18 through 20. Amen. Um, and then we have um, the Song of Solomon, of course. The Song of Solomon in the Bible talks about the Eros kind of love, romantic love uh, between husband and wife. This, this was um, the... Uh, um, Song of Solomon was talking about the king and his bride, the king and his bride. Okay, and then we have agape, the agape kind of love. Y'all want to talk some more about arrows, don't you? I feel y'all pulling on me. I feel somebody pulling on me. Uh, <laughs> I feel somebody pulling on me. Like, no, stay right there. We want to talk about the marriage. <laughs> we want to talk about the marriage, the marriage. Uh, okay, sister, um, sister Angel says, it corrupts yes trauma leads to corruption yes it does trauma leads to corruption yes it does amen sis come on <laughs> help me preach yes it does so um so yeah all right so let's go to uh john three six well uh, okay we're in agape now we're in agape i, I think i'll do a broadcast about you know, kingdom marriage and stuff like that. Cause I feel like, you know, the ladies want to talk more about this arrows and like, please, uh, can we just stay right there? <laughs> can we just stay right there? Just stay right there. Passion, <laughs> passion, the passion that, you know, <laughs> y'all stop. I feel y'all spirit. I'm, we need to have a zoom call. I feel y'all spirit. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Um, sensual love between husband and wife. Healthy though. Healthy. Okay. Healthy. Just keep it healthy and don't awaken love before it's time. Do not <laughs> awaken love before it's time. Listen, if you were fortunate enough and blessed to be born into a family where your parents protected you and you know, your family, uh, you know, was a healthy family, wasn't broken up by divorce and all that kind of stuff, then look, do not awaken love before it's time. <laughs> Do not awaken love before it's time. Amen. Just say amen. All right. So we're going to move on to agape. <clears throat> uh, love between God and us. I'm going to give you the scriptures for that. John 3.16. You should know that one, right? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. <clears throat> amen. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 38 to 39. Um Let's look at that real quick. Romans chapter 8. Uh, Romans 8. What did I say? 38 to 39. All right. It says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature <laughs> shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Wow. That's, that's, a, that's a mouthful, isn't it? That basically, he's telling you, listen, my love for you is, is reckless. My love for you is reckless. Just like the song says, um, you know, I will, I will, I will, I will knock down walls. I will do whatever I have to do to get to you. Amen. I will do whatever I have to do to get to you. 
God's love is a is a jealous love. It's a je it's a righteous jealousy though. It's not a it's not jealousy in the in the sense you know of uh, a work of the flesh, but it is a it is a uh, righteous jealousy. It's a righteous jealousy um, because he does have a right to us. <laughs> Amen. He has a right to us. He created us um, for uh, himself. He created us to be with him, to love him. Um, and he created us um, to be a family, we, you know, really uh, to be a family. Um, a kingdom uh, consists of a family, amen, a family. We are not only kingdom uh, citizens, but we're kingdom sons and daughters of God, amen. And, um, and also God likens us to his bride. The church is his bride. He also likens us to um, a, uh, um, a wife. Well, a bride and wife, yes, Old Testament though, um, where you know he 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 often called the children of Israel an adulterous woman. Amen. You're acting like an adulterous woman. You're acting like a whorish woman. You know, you've been cheating on me. You committed adultery with other gods. Amen. And and you know, and under every green tree and and things like that. And one time he got so graphic about it. He said, you know, in the book of Ezekiel, he was like, look, when I passed by you, I saw you, and I I saw you polluted in your own blood, and and, and you know, and I washed you, you know, uh, with water, and I, you know, I, I adorned you with the finest of jewels and the finest linen and and all of that, and then you know. Um, I fed you with the finest of wheat and honey and oil and all of that wine. And, and then, you know, you turned around when you saw, when you looked upon your beauty, just like Lucifer did, when he, when he saw how beautiful him, him, he was, right? <clears throat> pride was not the first sin. It was vanity. It was vanity. His pride stemmed out of his vanity. He, 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 he noticed himself. He started feeling himself a little bit too much. You know what I'm saying? And then he became proud and puffed up and started to say, you know, well, you know, I will be like the most high. I will, you know, ascend above, you know, and all that kind of thing. So, you know, that's what that's what the children of Israel did. <clears throat> and if you look at us today, um, in the spiritual sense, we are we are often doing the same thing. As soon as God bless us, you know, clean us up, you know, save us, clean us up. Uh, you know, all that. And then um, we get full of our desire, full of our lust, etc. And we start, we forget about God and we start uh, thinking we can do things our own. You know, we take everything into our own hands. And then we start um, walking in idolatry. We start worshiping other gods, bowing to other gods, etc. And then this verse, you know, he, he, he got so graphic with it. He's like, he said, Every man that passed by, his it was. Who, who? Uh, you talk about rude. Talk about offensive. Oh gosh, you know, Lord, did you really say that? Yes, that's in the Bible. That is in the Bible, child. <laughs> so God don't play when it comes to his. When it comes to his, he don't play. You know, and so um, uh, uh, there's that. So. Um, Yes, God's love is a jealous love. It's a jealous love. <clears throat> you know, um, as the body of Christ, I, I want to say this real quickly. As the body of Christ, we don't want to act, act like a whorish woman. 
this is why we have to use discernment and be very careful about uh, these doctrines, these teachings that, that are out here. You know what I'm saying? Um, because it's very, it's a very thin line and it's a very slippery slope. Whereas, you know, we can get so, we can get so caught up in, you know, the blessings of God, right? That we don't, that we forget about obeying God. We forget about, um, loving God. We forget about pleasing God. Amen. And doing the things, uh, that please him doing the things that he gave us another day's breath to do. Amen. We forget about other people and other souls and other nations and so on. And so, you know, um, we have to be careful there because that's the same thing as a woman who's married to a man who only wants the man for his money. You know, the gold digger, if you will, you know what I'm saying? Or the man, the woman who, who only wants the man for what she, what, what she can get out of him. Right. Um, imagine the frustration of that man. Imagine, you know what I'm saying? Um, it, as women, you know what I'm saying? We, we're the same way. We, we will not tolerate a, a man who just uses us uh, for what he can get from us uses us for you know for sex uses us for money uses us you know he want to he, he want a mama instead of a wife you know what I'm saying or whatever um uh and that's what you're typically going to get when you get into these relationships outside of the confines of biblical marriage amen so so um that's what we're going to run into that's what we're going to run into but but it's the same thing and God is saying God likens the church <coughs> <clears throat> or his bride often, um, when we get off into these, into these, you know, little things to a whorish woman, a whorish woman. And I preached a message, uh, a couple years ago about, uh, I think it, I called it, um, you know, are, are, are you a wife or a harlot? Are we, are we going to be God's wife? Or are we going to be his harlot? Are we going to be his bride? Or are we going to be a harlot? Come on. You know what I'm saying? Because we act, we were at, <laughs> Jesus, we often act that way. We often act that way. A bride or a queen, you know, look at her demeanor. Look at her composure. Look at her discipline. Look at her, you know what I'm saying? Look at her, uh, her characteristics. Look at the way even that she dresses, the way she speaks, the way she carries herself honor you see honor or you think at least honor integrity amen uh purity you know what i'm saying um righteous you know and things like that now you ain't got to go as deep as to comparing to to what's over there in the uk because we we already know that family was jacked up but you know what i'm saying when you when you think of a queen these are the characteristics that we think of right and so we have to see ourselves that way as the church, as the body of Christ, right? And and stop acting like we, we be, sometimes we be acting like heathens and we be just out here, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we go to church uh, once a week, you know what I mean? And we just give God our little halfway, you know, hand clap and our little halfway worship and praise. And then we just, you know, the rest of the week we sleeping with other lovers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The rest of the week, you know, and the only reason we come to God on Sunday anyway is because of what we can, what, what we can get out of him, what we can get out. Now, this is not our everybody, but you know what I mean? This is what we, God, God is trying to pull 
pull this out of us. <clears throat> He's trying to root this out of us because the, the truth of the matter is we've been taught this. We have been taught incorrectly as the church. Uh, a lot of the foundation uh, uh, needs repair. A lot of the foundation of the church needs repair. We've been we've been taught the prosperity gospel. We've been taught the name it and claim it. We've been taught, you know, the Santa Claus, <laughs> Jesus, and so on, and the baby in the manger, not knowing that what Jesus said, he says, think not that I've come to make peace. I'm coming to make war. He said, think not. He said, I, I, yeah, you know, the first time he came as a, as a baby in a manger, as a lamb, but the, when he returns, he's coming back as a lion the lion of the tribe of Judah. And you can go mess and play, mess around and play with a lion if you want to, but I know better. You know what I mean? I know better. So we should know better. Amen. So we don't want to be found uh, like that. So it's talking about the song of Solomon is talking about the king and his bride. Um, and um, no, we were in uh, Romans chapter eight here. Uh, talking about the love between God and us, how God pursues us with his love, how God, um, <clears throat> how God, his love for us is so strong. That's even the reason why he kept Satan around. Yeah, to bring us to him when we get off track. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he will let that devil just whoop our behind until we wake up and realize, wait a minute, I, I need to go back to my daddy's house. I need to go back to the one who loves me. I need to return to my first love. I need to return to my first love. Amen. So, there that is. But, uh, John uh, 13, chapter 34 to 35, and then I have one more, and then we're done. John chapter 13, verse 34 to 35. John 13. Okay, it says... Um, it says, little children, yet a little while I am with you. you this is Jesus speaking, by the way. Uh, yet a little while I am with you. You shall seek me. And as I said unto the Jews, whither I go, you cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give unto you, <coughs> that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. He's, he's repeating it. He's repeating it. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one to another. So we talked about this on Sunday. And God is basically saying here, the same kind of love that I have for you, I want you to have it for one another. Amen. If your brother or your sister is caught up in something, your brother or your sister <coughs> needs to be rescued, needs to, needs help, you know what I'm saying? Um, we don't just turn a blind eye to that. We go after them. God, let, look, he leaves the 99 to go after that one lost sheep. He leaves the 99 to go after that one lost sheep. If he left the 99 to come for you, why would you not go and rescue, you know, uh, a brother or a sister that is lost? You know what I'm saying? Um, you know what I'm saying? And I'm talking about because there's plenty of lost people out there. You know what I mean? And and there's people say, well, you can't save the world. Yo, no, but I can try. <laughs> I, I really don't like that saying. I think I can try. I can try. And that's why, you know, I got on social media 
uh, got out here in cyberspace so I could try to save the world. I can try to reach as many people as I can because I can't drive everywhere and I can't fly everywhere and I can't walk everywhere, you know? <laughs> but this is why God opened up. <clears throat> Think about it. Why God brought us to social media. 2020, COVID-19, stay at home, church doors shut, get online and preach this word. Amen. So, 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 uh, we are responsible. We are our brother's keeper. We are our sister's keeper. Amen. So how can we see someone who is lost and not try to help them? You know what I mean? Um, make yourself available somehow or go after them, especially if it's someone that, that you, that is within your reach. Amen. Within your sphere, excuse me, your sphere of reach or your sphere of influence, as they say. You know, um, don't just look at them. Don't just talk about them. Don't just, you know, uh, you know, just repeat what they're going through and then say, well, uh, you know, God gonna make a way and then just walk away. No, see how you can help them, you know, pray for them, but see how you can help them beyond just prayer. You know, uh, how can we put something together? Maybe, uh, you know, uh, I could call a couple people. We can put a few dollars together or we can put, you know, 50 together, 25, 75, whatever, and try to get this bill paid for you or try to, oh, you need a car or, you know, you, you, you're trying to walk to a person trying to walk to work and catching the bus and missing work and being late. You know, let's see how we can try to find something, you know what I'm saying? Or, or, or what, uh, what um, what uh, programs are available in your city, you know, to help you pay your rent, to help you keep your lights on, help you, you know what I'm saying? Let's put our heads together as if it was us, as if it was us, you know what I mean? Um, I, 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 the, it's the saddest thing to see, especially in a, in a, uh, in a church or in a body of believers uh, that see each other every single week. We go to church together. We come to Bible study, you know, together and so on and so forth. Well, Bible study is <laughs> help us, Lord. You know what I'm saying? Because the house will be full on Sunday and then on Bible study, child, it's only one person show up. But anyway, especially don't let it be a prayer meeting. But you know what I mean? Um, we see each other every week. And then, you know, something happens and, and, and you need help. And all I can say is, oh, really? Okay, I'll be praying for you. You know you ain't praying for them, child. You gonna go home and forget about them. You going, you, you finna leave and go out to eat, right? In about 15 minutes. You know what I'm saying? And you didn't forgot all about your sister. You didn't forgot all about your brother. You know what I mean? And they're suffering. They're suffering. They go home, they don't have anything to eat you know, etc. Was it their fault? It could have been. It could have been, but God didn't put that con contingency in here. He just said, love your what? Love one another as I have loved you. This is how all men will know that you are my disciples. So there, there's no, there's no contingency there. Amen. So let's just, let's just try to do better. When we know better, we should try to do better. Amen. Let's try to do better. Really, let's try to do better. Um, 1 John 3.16. <coughs> last, last scripture, 1 John 3.16. 1 John 3.16. I, I, you know, I, I don't, uh, you'll find that I don't preach very many uh, messages or teach uh 
where there is no conviction. Because that, to me, that's just a um, motivational speech. It's just a motivational message. I, I don't do well with motivational speeches. If there's no conviction, there's no change. And we all need change. We all need to be made better. Amen. So, you know, I'm scared of churches when you go in there and there's just no, there's never a convicting word. Well, how can I, and how can that be love? Really? How can that be love? If you're my friend and I'm doing something that is destructive to myself or something that hurts others, etc., or something that hurts you, you know, and then, um, and, 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 and you just sit there and you don't say anything about it you don't say anything about it, I can't really say that you love me because you don't care about my soul. You're just going to let me keep doing the same thing until I have a train wreck or until I go to hell. Come on. You know, there needs to be some kind of correction, some kind of, you know, something. Something that pricks the heart and, and brings, the, brings truth. Amen. That brings change. That brings change. So we're in 1 John chapter 3, verse 16. All right, here we go. Let's look at verse 15. Mm, let's look at um, verse 14. Mm, mm. <laughs> let's look at verse 10. <laughs> let's start at verse 10, okay? All right, because you know John, he all about the love, child. I could go all the way back to chapter 1 if, if, if we're here, but let's, <laughs> let's just... Let's just look at verse 10. It says, In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, uh, neither he that loveth not his brother. So, though, what did it say? He that loveth not his brother is not of God. That's what it's saying. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Not as Cain who was of that wicked one and slew his brother. Ooh, you see that? Now don't say that it ain't never been you, because I can say, I, I can definitely tell you that's been me before, okay? I done slewed and slowed, uh, uh, slanged some, some brothers and sisters, okay? I'm just going to tell you straight up. And I repented. Uh, real repentance. I'm not talking about, oh, I just took it to God and I asked God to forgive me. No, when I took to God and asked God to forgive me, my Holy Ghost told me, go apologize. That's true repentance. True repentance also brings uh, 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 some form of reconciliation, some form of admitting that you are wrong, some form of, you know what I'm saying, confession. <clears throat> Which we don't like that no more, child. In the old church, you know, if somebody uh, sinned in the church, they had to get up in front of the church and confess in front of everybody. You know, that, yeah, I was sleeping with sister so-and-so and, -so and I, I'm sorry. And, and I repent and the Lord forgive me and y'all pray for me in Jesus' name. We don't do that kind of stuff no more. People, we like to hide our sin now. But real repentance is not only going to God and asking forgiveness, but also going to the person that you offended. If your sin involved other people, yes, yes. You know, there's a sin that, that where you sin against yourself, as we read earlier, you know, uh, uh, he that, you know, uh, sins against his own body, right? But then there's a sin where we are sinning against others. Amen. We're involving other people. 
and and that that um it, 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 that person needs to be healed and let me tell you the best the best way for them to kick off to uh, kick off their healing process is for you to own up to the mistake that you made or the error that you made you know because it maybe it wasn't a mistake maybe it was premeditated you know what I'm saying but you messed up you messed up and you and you're and you're messing up other people's lives and the best thing to do to help those people heal is to go and apologize just apologize just apologize you know um so at least let them know that you know that you were wrong that you care enough you know what i'm saying now i'm talking about people in the lord um you, you can't expect this from world from un 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 uh regenerated people because nine times out of ten they're just not going to do it amen and 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 sadly though uh <laughs> you might find this more so in the world than in the in the church because because why why i'm saying that because when we get in 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 the church we start acting self-righteous we start acting hypocritical we start acting like you know well because i know the lord and because i'm saved sanctified filled with the holy ghost and because i you know what i'm saying you know i want to save i always say you know what i'm saying we we start acting like um we can do no wrong we start acting like you know oh well you know we mess up well i repented and that's it well you you repented to who Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Repentance. Where does it say in the Bible that repentance is only to God? Where? Sometimes we have to repent to one another. Or, you know, or part of the process of repentance is asking forgiveness, right? So sometimes we have to ask one another for forgiveness. Sister, will you forgive me? I'm sorry. I, I, I. I, you know, I misunderstood or I, I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I took your money. I, I'm sorry. I, you know, I lied. I'm sorry. I, you know, I, um, uh, you know, I wanted the attention on myself. So I just, you know, um, you know what I'm saying? I'm the, you know what I'm saying? Be honest. What's wrong with honesty? What's wrong with truth? What's so wrong with that? I was jealous of you. I was envious, you know. I was I was afraid, you know, that 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 people would think, you know, you were better than me. I was afraid that, you know what I'm saying? Whatever the case may be. You know, I I, I liked your 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 fiance, so I started trying to, you know, talk to him. You <laughs> know, I mean, as ugly as it is, why am I saying all this ugly stuff? Because as ugly as our sin is, God still loves us. And all it takes is for us to apologize, you know, and ask forgiveness and repent. True repentance is a process. It's asking forgiveness. And it is, it is, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, re uh, redemption. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, it is, it, it is acknowledging your sin It's asking for forgiveness. And then it is, it is, uh, you know, uh, Asking the person, the person you offended, if you offended someone else or caused someone else to stumble or sin, asking their forgiveness. And it's also putting a plan in place so that you won't do it again, so that you won't do it again. Amen. 
God wants to see, okay, are you seriously repenting? How serious are you about this thing? Are you willing to, uh, uh, what measures have you put in place not to do this again? You know, Father, I'm sorry, I was masturbating. I, I, you know, heal me, deliver me, forgive me, wash me in your blood, etc. God is like, yes, good, but what are you, 10 minutes ago, Tariq, okay. What are you doing to, uh, what are you going to do about that now? Are you going to close that door? Are you going to, uh, you know, burn those uh, porn movies that you have? Are you going to, um, you know, stop going to those websites? Are you going to, you know, cancel that subscription to whatever you, you got going on? You know, are what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do, you know, to ensure that you're not going to do this again? Yeah, because we, we, we're good about this when it comes to uh, our goals, right? When it comes to our goals. Ooh, Sister Angel said that the devil chased me to the altar. My God. <laughs> so, wow, sis. Um, um, but what are we going to do? We're good about this. You know, come New Year's. Just think about New Year's. We Many of us uh, then made a, a vision board. <laughs> a vision board. <coughs> Some of us got three, four vision boards. And, and we done put everything. And we done wrote down our goals. And we done journaled. And we done, you know, and, and this is what I want to achieve. And this is how I'm going to do it. One, two, three, four, five. Step one. Okay. Uh, okay. And then you, 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 you didn't set it up on your calendar. Uh, well, three days out the week, I'm going to do this. You know what I'm saying? Same thing when it comes to repentance. Same thing. Same thing. What is your uh, contingency plan? What is your escape route? <laughs> when are you going to throw that stuff away? When are you going to burn, uh, you know what I'm saying, the, mag the magazines? You know, when are you going to uh, flush them cigarettes down the toilet? When are you going to, you know what I'm saying? How are you going to stop lying? You know? When are you going to take that woman's number out of your phone? Delete. Block. Delete. Take that man's number out your phone. Get off that dating site because it ain't no good for you, you know. Well, Father, I'm sorry. You know? So God is, he's saying the same way. And uh, verse 12 says, <clears throat> Not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother, and didn't apologize. He killed his brother. And wherefore slew him, or why did he slay him? Because his own works were evil and his brothers were righteous. Somebody say, envy kills. Jealousy kills. It does. Which one is it? Envy or jealousy that actually kills? I think it's envy. I think it's envy. The green-eyed monster, right? Kills. Literally kills. Because you're, it's rooted in covetousness. You want what someone else has so bad that you'll do anything to get it. Anything. Anything. <clears throat> he, he was, uh, he was uh, envious of, a of Abel because Abel won uh, the attention of God 
concerning his offering. Abel uh, offered a better offering than Cain, you know, because it came, God was looking at their hearts and his heart um, was put in his heart. He was putting God first. He was putting God first. Amen. He bought God the best and the first. Um, it says, marvel not, my brethren, if the world hate you. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Ooh, God. Ooh, God. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. Look at that. Look at that. Somebody said, resurrection power. Yeah. But where? what is your love life? looking like what is your love walk looking like mm. he that loveth not his brother abideth in death abideth in death it don't mean that you gotta you know you gotta be with people every day and stuff like that people you know uh, there are situations where you have to separate yourself i talked we talked about that before um but you know what i'm saying it doesn't mean you stop loving them though it does not mean you stop loving them Sometimes you have to love from a distance. Sometimes you have to love from afar. Sometimes you have to, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just do, do the best you can with that thing. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. Oh, God. See how, how precise this is? Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Wow. 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 Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. There it is. There he is. Uh, verse 17 says, But whoso has this world's goods and seeth his brother have need and shuts up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? How can you see your brother, your brother or sister in need and you have this world's goods, but you shut up your bowels of compassion and don't help them. How dwelleth the love of God in him, says the, says the, uh, the scripture here. It says, my little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. In deed and in truth. So just saying, I love you, I love you, I love you is, is, is not enough. It's in deed and in truth. Show me. Show me. Let me show you that I love you. Let me show you that I love you. Let me show you that I love you. You know, um, showing love can be in many different ways. It can it can be, you know, in giving. It can be in being there for someone. It can be in, you know, list, being a listening ear. It can be being a shoulder to lean on. It can be many things, many things, many things uh, to show that you love and you care. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. It says, and hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemn us, greater uh, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. But beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence toward God. Amen. Amen. So if our heart is condemning us or convicting us, um, then that's when we know we, we, uh, we have to work on some stuff. Amen. We have to actually address some stuff, address some stuff. Amen. So, um, I love you guys. Um, I got to get off now. Um, cause I have to go and, uh, uh, get my son, but, um, 
this was very good tonight and uh, if you have any questions just uh, leave them in the comments and I'll be happy to uh, help answer those for you um, but I also want to uh, also uh, realize that these are um, these different uh, types of love are also um, um, it, it takes maturity. It's 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 part of our mature maturing process. Uh, the commentary here says he also talks of a maturing process we will ideally go through. Um, um, first, we make the choice to show love, uh, especially Storge and Filio showing love to others. It's a choice, right? As we do, our hearts will align more closely with God's. As we become more giving in our spirit over time, more of the selfless agape love will naturally pour out of us, and that will lead to blessings for others and for us. It's a wonderful cycle that can change the world for the better. Wow, 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 can change the world for the better. And the topic of our teaching Sunday series is what? What the world needs now, right? So this is right in line. Amen. So, uh, uh, okay, he's giving two more scriptures. Proverbs 3, thir 3 through 4 says, Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. And then 1 Peter 4 and 8 says, Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Oh, God. Y'all, I'm finna cry. <laughs> I'm finna cry. <laughs> anyway, let me get off of here. I love you guys, and I will see you guys um, uh, Sunday, if not on Friday. Okay? I could surprise you with a, with a vlog on Friday. I'm just saying. I could. I could. I could. Okay. I could. <laughs> All right. So, uh, thank you guys, uh, for watching and, um, yeah, leave a question, uh, leave a comment, uh, or if you have a question, leave, <laughs> leave it in the comments below, uh, like, share, subscribe. And, um, yeah, I hope to see you guys, uh, on Sunday. Hope to see you guys on Sunday. Don't forget about next week fasting and prayer three days we are going to be snatching souls out of the out of the grip of the enemy snatching souls out of hell's grip amen we are going in for the souls hallelujah amen so i love you guys and i hope to see you there all right take care bye-bye